There were four in the bed, and the little one said, Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're meant to be recording a podcast. Oh, get dressed. Oh, wait. Get rid of my trousers. Hey. I can't remember what I put them for. Oh, God. It's there on the lampshade. Welcome to Staggering Stories podcast number 297. Wow. Crumbly, your voice is broke. Hello, <coughs> everybody. No. Crumbly, unfortunately, is dead, so uh, he can't be here. Again? Again. Um, he might get better. Scott is abseiling. Mm-hmm. Down what? Everest. Okay. I thought he was abseiling down his other half. No, definitely <laughs> Everest this time. Okay. In the meantime, I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... Overrated in 47 different languages. <laughs> That's harsh. And now, without further ado... Mm. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah. we just want to say that... hello to Mark from Hooverville, oh, yeah. Hi, who then. listens hello. to the podcast in the bath. Yes. <laughs> hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Why am I waving? I don't know. Don't forget your rubber ducky. And don't fall asleep. I know we can do that. <laughs> yeah. You might drown. Yeah. <laughs> Without further ado, which you just further dudoed. I did a dude. <laughs> it's time for the news with El Presidente. Woo-hoo! Doctor Who, mm. Lucy Miller for another big finish. Uh uh-uh. uh, Lucy yeah. Bleeding Miller, if you'd oh, be sorry. so kind. What? What? I like Lucy Miller. Why do you put a bleeding in? Because that's her name, because Lucy Bleeding she, Miller. A lot of blood. By the end of the show, and an awful Audio companion to Paul McGann, Eighth Doctor, Lucy Bleeding Miller, (laughs) as played by Sheridan Smith, is to make a return some eight years, oh my giddy arm, or so after she originally left the role. Mm. Don't worry, this isn't a modern TV Doctor Who, so they won't be negating the emotional parting by having the Doctor and Lucy reunited after those events. (laughs) Instead, these are set between Lucy's first and second audio series as Big Finish's very own beardy weirdy Nick Briggs explained. I have always been... No, 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 <laughs> no. Only Crumbly does the voices. I you will not spluke all over his memory. Spluke I was going to say a ruder word than that. <laughs> should, should we bleep spluke out? Is that... You know, that would be a good thing. Okay. <laughs> I have always been clear that I wouldn't reverse the finality of Lucy's departure. That would somehow seem like cheating and would lessen the emotional impact of what we did. Where was was he when they killed Doomsday? (laughs) So my plan was always to revisit Lucy earlier in her adventures with the Eighth Doctor. It's pretty much what we do with every classic companion and Doctor pairing. So why not do it with Lucy? The four-story box set is set to be unleashed (laughs) all the way off in July 2019. I don't know if I can wait that long. Though Big Finish will happily take your money now 25 for the cds and 20 pound for the download only i'm gonna be busy watching game of thrones then funny enough Not i'm just running. i'm just listening to an, an eighth doctor lucy yeah. miller she's oh, good isn't she she's i love the relationship with eighth doctor and lucy and it's one of those ones i so wish had been on tv oh definitely 
recently. Uh, have you have you heard her last one or her previous last one? I don't think I got through. Don't last listen one. to it at work. <laughs> I, I I did warn her it doesn't end well, mm. and I got beaten up for my troubles. It was horrible. I told you I didn't. Tell, <laughs> I didn't, cried. I didn't spoil it for you. I just said it doesn't end well. Don't get attached. You didn't say spoiler music. La 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 la. That she went out in an heroic manner, you, did you? You told me you didn't want to know what would happen. So you lied. No, I just said don't get attached. You became Mr. Understatement 2017, <laughs> which was when I was listening to it. <laughs> Apart from that, if you haven't listened to the audios of Paul McGann and Lucy Miller, Bleed Miller, <laughs> do so. It's a really good doctor and assistant or companion pairing. It is. And one disc is on there, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, because they were trying to um, slide the show into the new p- era. And on there on uh, BBC Radio 7. Yeah. For extra or whatever. Yeah. 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 Matt Smith oh, yeah. travelling to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> what was that? Things in space, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who's very own 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, is making the jump to light speed by joining the cast of Star Wars Episode 9. Is he going Good to be grief. a princess? Is there any main series he's not putting a big toe in? <laughs> <laughs> Smith hasn't had the best of luck with his Hollywood career. Mm having roles like Terminator Genesis and Ryan Gosling's directorial debut Lost River and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Which I still haven't seen, but I really want to. It's quite good, actually. Yeah. Certainly nothing to rival the success of his Who co-star Karen... G- you had to get her in there, didn't you? <laughs> you had to get her in there. <laughs> Doctor Who co-star Brunhilde Nobnacker. Films such as Guardian of the Galaxies 1s and 2, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and Avengers Infinity War. But this could change however. Smith's part has been described as a key role in episode 9, which itself is a key film in the franchise bringing the story of the three Skywalker trilogies to a close. Smith will also be the very first Doctor actor to appear in a live action Star Wars role, not counting Peter Cushing of course. Why not counting Peter Cushing? He wasn't really an official Doctor. (laughs) Well that should get some letters. (laughs) (laughs) Though both David Tennant and Tom Baker have lent their voices to the animated Star Wars in recent years. An official Doctor, Richard E. Grant, will also be appearing in Episode 9 in an undeclosed role, though he does seem to be particularly perfect for a First Order officer. Mm. Who could Matt, Matt Smith be playing? It's mm. going to be a Disney princess. Yeah, Princess Leia. I, I, I have, in various hints and whatever, I have seen Thrawn's name being banded around. I, I, I believe that's not correct. We saw, we were at a convention at the weekend called Hooverville, which is also more on that later, but we saw someone cosplaying his role. It was a stormtrooper oh, yes. with a fez on. Oh, really? and, uh, there was a stormtrooper in a tweed jacket and a fez. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't see that. I could see Richard E. Grant maybe doing uh, Thrawn. Yeah. Not Matt Smith. Yeah, so much. Richard E. Grant's got the face for it. Yeah. <laughs> On the point of Terminator Genesis, I know they're making another Terminator film that involves Genesis. Is he not going to be in that? It's nothing at all to do with the Genesis. Film. Oh. I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, another reboot back to the original. It's again like Genesis, ignoring every film after Terminator <laughs> Two. Yeah, including Genesis. Like the rest of us have done. Yeah. Michael Pickwood. Dead. 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 
Doctor Who production designer for the last seven years has bitten the sawdust of life, dying oh. at the age of 73. Well, I wouldn't have thought he was so old, actually. No, no. Pickwode worked on Doctor Who from Matt Smith's first Christmas special, A Christmas Carol, and continued for the remaining five seasons of Stephen Moffat, The Vast Toffee, MN. MN. run on the series, stepping down with the change of showrunner in the upcoming season 11. Perhaps his most iconic Doctor Who set was that of Matt Smith's second TARDIS console room, later inherited and enhanced during Peter Capaldi's tenure. He also worked on spin-off Class, along with the numerous other projects such as Coupling, Jekyll, With Nail and I, and the 2009 remake of The Prisoner. Mm. Stephen Moffat said of him, The first time I met Michael Pickwode properly, I laughed, and you probably would have too. We were both heading to Michael's first Doctor Who tone meeting, and he'd arrived wearing a tweed jacket and a bow tie. (laughs) In costume, I see, I said. The more I listened to him talking, the clearer it became that he wasn't in costume at all. I was dealing with a designer who dressed exactly like Doctor Who by accident. Clearly this man was born for this show. I've never been more right. (laughs) Doctor Who never had the movie-scale budget it needed, and our secret weapon for hiding that was Michael Pickwode. In no time flat, with next to no money, he gave us Arctic Vistas, Viking Villages, the Sheriff of Nottingham's Castle, any number of spaceships, the best submarine I've ever seen on screen, and the finest ever version of the TARDIS control room. And through it all, he was kind and courteous and funny. He was a genius and a gentleman, and we will all miss him. Looking back on all those mad, happy years, I think he was right to wear that tweed jacket and bow tie. More than that, he was entitled if Doctor Who had been a designer instead of a rebel Time Lord. She'd have been Michael Pickwode. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he was at Hooverville last year, wasn't he? He was. He yeah, was, we, um, he was. we interviewed him. We didn't did. We? Yeah, it's fascinating. Nice interviewed guy. him. Yeah, it's really unexpected for us. We weren't at all prepared. No, he's yeah. <laughs> got sat down with Michael Pickwode. Okay, we know. Luckily, who... he was enthusiasm. He, well, he was really good, wasn't in he? In a tweed jacket yeah, yeah yeah he's really easy to talk to maybe we'll put a few bits on the end yeah I don't know, mm, good idea interview. yeah any addendums people i i have an addendum yes. i have an addendum tell us your addendum right allegedly allegedly i have to stress this this is all allegedly okay cbs star trek discovery mm-hmm. or cbs is being sued mm-hmm. by a games manufacturer a point and click games manufacturer Pew's game yeah yep. for uh, um, certain things that have appeared in discovery Ooh. namely the mycenal network and the t- uh, traveling via the tardigrades because his his point and click game consisted of traveling a mycenal network a mushroom network via massive great big tardigrade i'm spotting a similarity yeah yeah um, it's a little too close to be a coincidence really isn't it um, such random elements I, th- I think he was he was quite happy to uh, sort of settle and, and not go go far but cbs sort of more or less done showed him the cold shoulder refused to answer answer any phone calls refused any <laughs> letters except for one phone call to which they said yep yeah don't worry we're going to stop using it soon and if you do this we're going to sue you <laughs> oh the threatening behavior this is and, this is going to go work down well in and court. Their, then their defense is that the story was written by uh, brian singer who was the original producer who left before the show started mm-hmm. can i guess he didn't know what the bloody hell they were talking about. He, he was rather... Uh, well, the last report I heard, he was slightly dumbfounded about it because the original script that he still has doesn't include tardigrades whatsoever. And we would mm. like to point out that that whole report from Keith, we have put 97 allegedly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So not to be dragged in or sued or... or conv- allegedly. Allegedly, this yep. is what is allegedly. going on. Yeah. Mm, well, well, we shall see. bit 
allegedly naughty. Yeah, allegedly. And then yeah, we have problems on the Star Trek film side, as we discussed earlier. I think it was last podcast. Yep. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. Not Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Chris um, Pine have pulled out. Um, They're very close. This is pulled. This has endangered the whole uh, Star Trek film franchise, and Paramount itself allegedly is something like fifteen <laughs> billion in the red. I'm so sorry, that really tickled me. <laughs> I can tell. You were biting your hands and your lips. and You're a bad man. So, so what was he doing? He, they pulled out early. Oh. He, he said they were very close. In that dirty, dirty yeah, manner I, I, he I has. I forget his mind is like three millimetres above the sewer line yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know what's happening, whether there is actually going to be any more Star Trek in well, any way, shape or form. There is talk maybe they might... Might remerge. Yeah, come out the CBS. Yeah, CBS might come buy them again. It's lockdown it, price. Yeah, <laughs> the film Star Trek can't show any aspect or recognisable aspect of TV Star Trek. Yeah, so it's it's a very complicated licensing agreement. That it must so how be. the hell can they use the characters then? I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. can use the characters, but they can't use, use the cast. <laughs> yeah, they can't use anything new. Although they use Nimoy. I don't know how. Yeah. It works. Oh well, I have an addendum. <gasps> oh yeah, what's your Addendum gene. My addendum is after the um the well received though slightly botched Blu-ray release of Tom Baker's oh, first yeah. season. Oh. Uh-huh. The BBC are doing it again, and they're releasing the first season of Peter Davison on Blu-ray. Oh God, are they doing it properly? One well, hopes so. We shall see. The um they've announced that season nineteen will be released in November on the nineteenth of November in a collector's limited run I don't know what that means they said the same about the last box set what's limited about it I was going to say I've I've seen it in Tesco's about four times yeah They did the same thing with um, Key to Time. They had a limited box set. You know what it is. It's then the o- they re-released it again. Unlimited. Yeah. It's the other meaning of the word limited. It's limited in its quality. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, to my, sorry, to my uh, mind, if you release something as, as a limited edition, you say, here is the number we're releasing, and yeah. this is number X of that. Which they did with Key to Time. And that's it. I am querying the fact that how can... Uh, obviously, technology has improved in leaps and bounds. Well... But... Um, the only reason they could release or Android, not Android, uh, Spears. Uh, spearhead from space. Yes, yeah, spearhead from space. <laughs> yeah. is the fact that it was done on film it while was. everything else is video, so we can't release it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm. So how comes we've got? They're upscaling it. Yeah. They're so, using good quality upscalers, much better than you get in the average yeah. uh, DVD or well, Blu-ray player. I, 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 I um, can, I can t- probably answer that. On the blurb. I've got some blurb. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Give us the blurb. Right. All 26 episodes are being remastered from scratch by Peter Crocker and Marquez. With this season's original 16mm film elements still in existence, the location com- material can be presented in true HD. Oh. With yeah. studio material upscaled. So you're going to have a mixture between upscaling and true HD. So mm. so it, it's going to be like it was televised. You can tell which was filmed oh, on yeah, location. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, even more. Now. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen much that's been upscaled recently. My Blu-ray player will upscale my DVDs. Yeah. So it will be interesting. I don't know if the techniques and the professional market to upscale now has improved or... I mean, they've only a limited range of so imagine you can, you can do. do. Yeah. yeah. It's not there, the data. The, the no, data. From, from my point of view, it depends 
what they add to it. Yeah, it's because more I'm, about special features. Yeah, because I've got these on DVD, yep, so I can... may not necessarily splurge for the Blu-ray. Because but it's... like we, we said when we were talking about that um, internet thing, that was it Tweak or Twitch? Yeah, Twitch, Twitch, yeah. It's a new generation yeah, coming through. Yeah. So they're, oh, yeah, the, they're yeah. the ones who'll buy it. Yeah, oh, no, I, I'm being totally selfish here. I understand and whether my, myself... Probably right. no more expensive than buying all the individual DVDs. Yeah. The limited edition Blu-ray includes brand new special features Ooh. exclusive to this set, including five new making-of documentaries for Castrovalva 4 to Doomsday, Black Orchid, Earthshock and Time Flight, Surround sound mixes for Kinder and Urshock, an extended version of Black Orchid Part 1, rare mm-hmm. studio footage from Castrovalva, Fort Doomsday, Urshock and Time Flight, updated special effects for Castrovalva, oh, seven more dear. editions of Behind <laughs> the Sofa, and a newly shot one-hour interview with Peter Davison in conversation with Matthew Sweet and much more no no hang on hang on the reason why i say oh dear watch her face i know you can't listen this, but watch her face new special effects <laughs> yeah well, cast of ever in particular probably will benefit yeah because the way that each element was shot and then put together yeah, yeah. history could... would benefit from not having the nazis but they were there anyway <laughs> <laughs> if you could take those original elements and then redo it yeah. in a modern yeah. modern way I, it could look better i, I don't I, mind as long as you've got the option on the dvd to have it as original it's when yeah. they put the new special oh, you don't get the choice yeah. you don't have a choice because they've never I'm, done that no the, no, beep, the beep have been good with that I have to say the, the new special effects they did for um Oh, Snake the, dance no, no, the, the the one with the ships having the race. Enlightenment. Enlightenment. Some aspects of it were quite good, and some of it were, oh my god, please give me the originals because they are so much better. <laughs> they might not look as slick, but yeah. they were better special effects, especially yeah. in the communicator yeah. with I, I like the Black the, I like Guardian. The swirly finger. Mm, that's swirly finger. Yeah. I, I like I like the sound of the the making ofs. Yeah. I particularly yeah. like to hear, especially if they're interviewing them all, the making of Earthshock. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's because it's Peter. <laughs> but it's got Black Orchid on it. I like Black Orchid. Black Orchid's good. I like Black Orchid. Mm. And that's the end of the news. Right, we've been travelling. We have. Travelling this lemons. time. Not we in a TARDIS. We travelled all the way up to Derby. We did. Yeah. We did. Because four we, hours. Yes, it was. Because yeah, we were going for you. <laughs> to a convention. We were. What convention were we going to? It was Hooverville, <gasps> which is all about Doctor Who. Adam, would you like to begin? Whoville X. It was X. I the X-rated sure one, number 10. Yeah, yeah, they decided to go Roman because, as Steve said, if they do Whoville 11, most people are going to think it's two. That would mm. be really confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see. We had... Michelle Ryan. Michelle Ryan. Mark so- Benton. Sophie Aldred. Sophie Aldred. Pocanel. Oh, yes. <laughs> David Warner. Uh, Nicholas Burns. Brian Croucher. Brian Croucher, yes. John Davey. Adjua Ando. Yep. Yeah. She was really good, isn't she? Mm. I'm, I'm glad I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You said it wrong. <laughs> Doctor Who magazine. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Real time. Destiny of the Daleks panel. Yeah, I missed most of it. I don't know what... What were you doing? I don't know what I was doing. I saw some of it, but... You missed a treat. Yeah, I did. I missed some very good panels. Entirely 
fail to see David Warner, Michelle Ryan, or Sophie Aldred, apart from in briefly in corridors. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Ryan was excellent. She the first was very time enthusiastic. Was, oh, she was she was very bouncy. Yeah, I, I missed it. She'd, <laughs> come, she'd come in off the back of a night shoot, going to another night had shoot. Had arrived late because of the roadworks that they seem yeah. to have decided Derby needs. Did this convention and then was heading off to do another night shoot. I'm just hoping she slept <laughs> at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh, but, was she the one dribbling in the green room? <laughs> <laughs> we did get kicked out of the podcast room for about 20 minutes while she went in there and had a little uh, lie down, Aww. a little rest. <laughs> I found her very enthusiastic, mm-hmm. very bubbly, actually talked hardly any about Doctor Who. Very briefly. Initially, briefly EastEnders, okay. but lots about getting the role of the bionic woman yeah. and oh, her experiences over there. Um, the various differences between the American oh, uh, system and the system. And also the she system. gave a vitally important piece of information and oh. advice about if you're doing wire work, don't have a big dinner before <laughs> doing wire work in the afternoon because the wires really cut into you. The measurements <laughs> don't fit anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. But she's, she's moving more on to production yes. side of things. Yes, she is. She, she's um, looking at turning into a producer. Oh, OK. Interesting move. Not a director, a producer. No, not a producer, okay. producing stuff. It's unusual move for an actor. Not yeah. going to directing, don't yeah. The other one I like, Adja. Adja. I didn't see her. Adja and Oh, she and, El- she she and Sheldon really nearly ended up in an argument. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, dear. A, she's a very strong woman, and yes. you can tell that as she's speaking. Who did speaking. she play? Uh, Martha's, Martha's mother. mother. Oh, I saw her and at the 50th. she was talking about the female doctor, and someone asked if she'd face prejudice, and she of course, you know, black woman, yeah. she faced prejudice. <laughs> Sheldon said, shouldn't act and be colourblind. And she's going, no. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, and he, he's like, well, why? He's like, oh, hang God. on, you're going to get into an argument about this. <laughs> but it was, it was quite interesting. But she's a very practical woman. She, you got the feeling that she's getting a bit annoyed with this, only this person can play that type of role. And she says, yeah, you're playing Hamlet. You're not actually Dutch. You're not in, you're, you're in a shed in Skegness. Yeah. This is acting, you know, I get the point she's making, this whole thing about, well, you can't play a disabled role if you're not disabled and you can't play this. Actors actually are paid to play characters, they're yes, not exactly. you know, spies. They're, they're paid to pretend to be something yeah. they're not. Spies don't play spies and yeah. what have you, apparently not. <laughs> they might write about it. <laughs> they might write about it. But she was really, really, uh, she didn't talk much about Doctor Who mm. in the bit I saw, because yeah. say I, I missed the first five, ten minutes yeah, of too. her one as well, but I'd love to see a longer Mm. panel with her yeah, well, that's the thing really I, I saw her at the 50th where they teamed her up with um, it was the, the actress panel. who played Donna's mum oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, Camille Kadori and yeah. oh they were brilliant she was very very good yeah mm. I think I remember that one yeah it was just called the mums yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> I missed it there were some really interesting guests the only thing I would have liked is for the panels to have been slightly longer because they're all about 30 minutes yeah they're usually an hour yeah for some guests 30 minutes is possibly fine yeah. yeah, especially if they've only had a short pop-in yeah. role or element around the. But program. for people like Sophie Aldred and David Warner, Warner, I can listen to them for hours. Yeah, and the other yeah. thing is they can talk for hours. There are yeah. some guests that you know, no matter how long they've been on the <laughs> program, etc. Doing an interview with them is like pulling teeth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they either can't remember or they're very bashful or they don't want to speak about it or what have you. Mm. Yes, but yeah, some of them say like Brian Croucher and that. Mm. I could have listened to him for hours, and you. <laughs> got the 
feel it's like he's just warming up. Yes. Well, didn't yeah. you say, Adam, that Mark Benton was a uh, good value? He was. I didn't see him on stage, but myself and Dean Hill, we were there in the podcast room at 10 a.m. and we happened to be the only people there when he was brought in. Mm. So we interviewed him, we chatted with him more than interviewed. Yeah. And he's really pleasant company and mm. really easy guy to just talk with. Yeah. I don't know what his stage thing was like, but I'm sure that was equally great. What well, was what what did what was his? Because you know what I am with he names was in Rose. Clive. He was Clive. Oh yes, I saw the beginning the of his one. Yeah, and he was really interesting. He was saying that he wasn't originally cast for no, the role. No, yeah, and you kind of sit there going, seriously? And Mackenzie Crook apparently, I can't quite yeah, see in that like, role. No. And uh, it's like the, the opposite. Yeah, a very different sort of yeah. fan. And well, he did do a death scene, although you don't actually see it. Yeah, he talked talk about um, that to us. And yeah. they were saying, um, Russell T was saying that he wished he hadn't killed him off because he thought realised it was a good character they could have used again. And going, but you, you didn't see me die. <laughs> but his <laughs> wife's reaction kind of yeah, like sold idea. it. But he did imply that Clive might be making a return in Big Finish. This was but, this uh, was we'll another see. thing. Um, did you see Sophie's panel at all? Not didn't see yes. it at all. Fingers in your ears. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're, edi- you're editing it. She, um, everyone was very, very careful about mentioning anything from the new series. Yes. But yeah. Sophie did say that she'd done something in audio Ooh. for the 13th Doctor. Mm. Oh, okay. And she wouldn't say any more than that. Well, no, no she, did, she did say that it was really, really interesting. And I know all about the character. I know all about the assistant's characters. And all oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently we are not going to be disappointed. So that's... Okay. No disrespect to them. That's the idea. That's the feeling I got from the DWM team. We're very much the cat that got the cream. We know everything. We want to tell Tell you. you. But we're not going to. We're we're not allowed to. Yeah. It looks like the the Chibnall secrecy machine is working. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope it stays that way. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd like to give a small shout out to our friend Paul Cornell. Oh, yeah. Who, he's magnificent and can essentially interview himself. Yes. Well, yeah. 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 (laughs) He started off because um, uh, Siobhan Galishon <laughs> was um, interviewing this, uh, him, but because of all the roadworks they've decided to chuck up yeah. around Derby, she was a bit late. So he did the whole introduction thing himself. And he's in the middle of a sentence. I can't remember what oh, it was about. Yeah. And suddenly he's gone, Zygon! Because a cosplayer dresses as Zygon. It's like watching someone with um, attention deficit order <laughs> spot a squirrel. No, yes. it's, it's Doctor Who Tourette's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Paul. You have two aspects of Paul Cornell. You have Paul Cornell, who is the venerated writer. The professional. The professional producer. Yep. There are fans out there that only know Paul Cornell. And then there's the rest of us that know Paul Cornell, and we know the other side of him, which is intrinsically, he is a fan! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said some interesting things about why he hasn't written anymore for yeah. Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although he'd mentioned right. a couple of times when he had submitted ideas and came close, but it just didn't happen but as he said he wants to write his His own own characters he wants Mm. to write his own stuff yeah. For his own self-esteem, I'd well, imagine well, he wants we, yeah. to be. He, he doesn't want to be seen as just the the guy who writes about Doctor Who. Re- yeah, reading the reading the third well. Doctor uh, Titan graphic novel, yeah. it was technically meant to be Paul's last thing, and it comes very much as a swan song, a goodbye. It's mm. his kiss to who, mm. yeah. and then he got uh, the Target books gig, yeah. and yeah. and then there's another one that is in the pipeline that is yet to come out, which he yeah. wrote ages ago. Which he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he wrote ages ago. <laughs> yeah, no, so he was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to say a huge thank you to Steve Hatcher and oh, the yes. team for yes. once again knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're so used to doing it. it run so well now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's never, it was never badly run. No. It's just so well oiled. It, it doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it, they will still have had sleepless nights. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no disrespect to anyone, but it's the amount of time schedule changed. Oh, yeah, every one. time. Um, but yes. we was informed every time. Every yeah. time the compare hit the stage, I can't, Ian, his name was, yeah. he would kind of give a smile <laughs> yeah. and pick up his piece of white paper and go, schedule changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the, apparently, the local authorities that have the want to dig up roads have decided to dig up most roads around Derby, and the rail service provider had decided to dig up the railways, <laughs> not lay on other trains, and the few trains that were running, yeah, we might run them, we might not. <laughs> so getting basement. into Derby yeah, yeah. and getting out was horrendous. But we went in an electric Kia, so it wasn't too bad at all. It wasn't. In fact, they did one charge to get there, which is good. Um, Steve did announce, <laughs> for the first time ever, they've announced a, a guest a, a year a in advance. Yes. We have a guest. For, it's, for, it's for Hooverville's Paul. Hooverville Paul, Paul McGann. Yeah. He's going to be at Hooverville next year. He's still alive in a year's time. Uh, apparently, Steve. Cameron, Cameron yeah. he will not be taking his halo with him. He, he, he has a natural halo. He takes his halo with him. Apparently, Steve said, I said, oh, you do realise that I'll probably sell out very quickly. To which Steve Hatch said, no, Paul McGann does a lot of conventions. Yes, in America, <laughs> to ruddy great big audiences, not to lovely, sweet little venues like this one. And I think the tickets will sell out really 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 yes. quick that's because I'm going to buy them all so it's just me and Paul <laughs> and by the way Mr Hatchet if you're listening you have to make sure that if we don't get our tickets you hold some for us four. we should just we buy them now <laughs> yeah can we buy four from you now well, I think we can can we Probably no I don't think they're on sale yet are they not oh okay. so yes yeah, so if you're in the UK next August the 31st I August think it 31st. is yeah I think that's yep. what you said yeah I was yep. going to say I don't know what day it's on next year but, Saturday um, yeah, August thirty first. It's holiday weekend or the weekend yes. after. Weekend after. It's always always the weekend after yeah. the bank holiday. Lovely. But have a have a look online for Hooverville. Eleven. And it's it's really worth a look. Yeah. It's nowhere near as big as your fancy American conventions. It's it's or it's fine. It's, <laughs> how many? I think it's about five hundred maximum. Something like that. About that. Well, I, 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 I think I, I think it'll be going because Warlord go and they smell those, those wonderful miniatures. <laughs> yeah. Plug plug. Oh, and thank you, Dean Hill, for buying me a. Fish. <laughs> he bought me a fish. We've called him Carpaldi because he's got very aggressive looking eyebrows. Oh my yeah. God, has he got aggressive looking eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> Right, in a change from our usually scheduled programme, we're not going to review anything at all apart from Hooverville because this time we've spent time watching other people watch the telly. Mm. And now we're going to tell you about our favourite fan reactors because we're scraping the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a fan reactor is someone idiot <laughs> is someone who sits and watches the telly whilst filming themselves watching the telly and usually crying. Oh yes. 
Yeah. Although what perhaps watching, that's too. just the ones we watch, because I'm really worried that we need psychiatric <laughs> help, I, yeah. because we seem to get our jollies yeah. watching other people blubbing. It, yeah. I, I, I'm finding this rather disturbing, that I am actually enjoying yeah. prepubescent 20-year-olds. I saw there was one yesterday. Prepubescent was a 20. <laughs> well, there, was, there was one I, I called Keith to watch oh, yesterday. Yeah. And I can't remember the lad's name, but he couldn't have been more than 18. And he was watching Face the Raven, and he's a just a normal average lad, had his Doctor Who scarf on. Okay, and you didn't him. see his face much <laughs> after dis- Clara had taken the um, the number onto the back of her neck, because he was blobbing into it. <laughs> he was worse than I was in Chicago, and jeez. He, he had to wash the, wash the scarf off later, because it must have got it very was full of I've <laughs> seen that one. Oh, no. That most of them are American, I've noticed. Yeah. yeah, I like the ones where they're passionate about the program. There's mm. somewhere that you get the feeling they're watching it because they know they're going to get high ratings, but they don't really know what they're watching yeah. and they're taking a mick a bit. But there's somewhere there's really, and I can't remember the guy, but he did not know that the Doctor regenerates. He had only oh, ever mm, seen we, the we, new we series, yeah. And so he's got to the end of um, it's probably Farewell, the, Farewell, that's what it's the end of um, Chris Eccleston's story and he can see that the Doctor's going to die and of course then the Doctor regenerates and I see the, and the, his reaction was wonderful because it was like <laughs> shock, horror, tears and it was such an emotional overload where he just lost his Doctor, he didn't know what was happening, he went out the room yeah. he came back in yeah. you've, got, you've got to imagine if that's what it was like in 1966 Yeah, and it was, yeah. It was absolutely wonderful to yeah. see yeah, you know, for our jaded eyes to an extent of fans going, oh, I don't know if the new one's going to be as good as the old one, blah, blah, blah. Someone who didn't even know there was going to be a new one. Well, uh, this, yeah. is, this is one of the main reasons why I like watching these is because nine times out of ten, I'm watching it again for the first time. Mm. Yes. Or I'm seeing the reaction. For quite a while. Yeah. Some of these, yeah. There's yeah. a couple, um, they're called Jane TV. Oh, I oh, like Jane, Jane Go. Yeah. See Jane, Jane Go. Jane Go and it's TV. a young couple and they've just had a baby. Yes. Jane, Jane and JV. And every now and then you hear the baby gurgling. Yeah. Because he's yep. very, very little. Or crying. And the guy JV, JV <laughs> I mean the man is going to die he's, when when Doomsday is broadcast he's not gonna yeah. no one can two, cry and... that yeah. much yeah. and survive yeah. I mean he has he has every now and then a manly quivering of the bottom <laughs> lip and then we have some manly tears that he sweeps aside in a manly manner and then the whole face and chin go and this is only for things like the unquiet dead yeah. and the likes and you know when the little kid's saying are you my mummy? Oh yes, I just oh. watched him do that. It's going to get to doomsday, and that man is going to dehydrate. dehydrate. <laughs> what what <laughs> makes me laugh is that they're, they're a married couple. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if they're, they're married. Together. They're, they're so, together. Yeah, they're together. She has had a baby. It's a new baby. Yeah. It's yeah. an equal little new baby. So she has lots of hormones running through her, she's and she's blood- sitting there yeah. as hard as nails. She and she's blood- she's, blood- she's blood- bloodthirsty. <laughs> oh, she's really the Christmas invasion one. Chop his head off. Chop his head. <laughs> them sold up through his chin and I, think I watched I, I, digressing slightly I watched uh, them react to Stranger Things oh I've not seen that and, and at that point she was something like eight months and three weeks pregnant <laughs> and sometimes when the monster the de- demigod dog jumps out you can almost see her giving birth there <laughs> and then the, the thing I like about both of them as well is I've watched them do Rose yeah and a lot of these ones I had a quick review of I've watched Rose as their first 
one. And at the beginning of it, they're kind of like, okay, there's this new series. We're told it's quite good. We're going to watch, watch it. it. They, 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 they got it, it in the wrong order. way round. They yeah. watched it in the wrong order. But they, you know, they... And then you jump forward and then I think I watched them watch uh, Empty Child and the Doctor Dances. Yeah. And they're now Doctor Who fans. Yeah. They yeah. aren't reviewers watching a new series and we're going to get hits. They have got so caught into it. They're and in the, also the thing I like with them is they're actually telling the viewers, go out, buy this. Yeah. This is yeah. where you can buy it. This is the stations yeah. you can copy off of. The one I didn't like, I don't know if, if they're called Reaction. It's the Four Guys. Four um, Guys. Uh, Blind Wave? Blind Wave. It might be. one of. It's a very, very sweary one. Oh. Uh, no, Blind yeah. Wave doesn't usually swear. Not, not right, there's four no. guys and there's one of them's called Eric. That you've yeah. Got, yeah. That sounds like Blind Wave. One of them's Eric, Aaron. One of them's got uh, a history of watching the programme. Two yeah. of them is totally new. To, yeah. I watched them with their first one, with Rose, and then I watched them with School Reunion. Yeah. And Eric just, I wanted to slap him so many different <laughs> ways up. Because, I mean, I'm not adverse to using a little of the Anglo-Saxon, but you also know when someone's almost using it for affectation. Mm. And I've got the feeling sometimes he's sweary for the... I don't even the, remember the swearing the at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe I'm just amused. I just... <laughs> the reaction sometimes, it was very dominant on that one person and he seemed to be doing it for the fact that it's on the TV, yeah. so to speak. It, it didn't seem quite genuine and yeah, it's enough. too much guessing on it. It wasn't... There like, wasn't my favourite one. OK, I quite like them, I have to say, because yeah. they do good roundups at the end. Yeah. And some and of the reactors just shot. cut it off yeah. straight yeah. The thing the is, end. they also do everything. They've they included the mm. mini so They just finished Torchwood. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys knows everything, so just before... Sherlock has finished as well. Uh, just before Utopia, he went back and made them watch The Five Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a few of the reactors have been given lists yeah. by fans mm. of the Order to yeah. watch things in. Yeah. I, one, Brianna. Not, yeah, Brianna from Fandom Reactions. I'm sorry. I know you... I like her. I, I do like she, her. Yeah, I think she's playing up a bit. Well, mm. but, there, um, is, yeah. there is one thing I do like is it's almost fandom in miniature because beginning of 11th Doctor, I don't like it. It's not the 10th yeah. Doctor. I'm not going to... Yeah. And within one episode or two episodes... Mm. Yeah. One of my... Um, um, recent favourites. Uh, I, I haven't written down who the who the guy is, but he's a big chap, and he's got a beard, and he looks like if you know if he chased you down an alleyway, you'd seven hour come films. out again. No. I, I can't remember, no. but he was watching yeah. Parting of the Ways, yeah, and he's sort of oh, Daleks, oh, this, that, and the other. Oh God, he's abandoned. Oh, lots of sort of angry stuff. And when Jack got exterminated, you just had this pair of big eyes, <laughs> and he just went. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blind Wave, they've got, I can't remember his name, but it's him and the wife, Marlene, reacts mm. to. Yeah. Um, and they did. Aaron or Aaron or whatever. Yeah, they, they did um, The World Enough in Time. Oh, yeah. I yeah. showed it to you last night. And yeah. They, they, t- they clicked. They, yeah. cl- they didn't know they'd. No. figured out it was Cybermen but they kind of throw away comment they tweaked that it was yeah. Cybermen but, and then he was frantically trying to work out the physics of black holes yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all seem to follow for, for no one that's seen these they all tend to follow a format of you've only got nine minutes that you can show I think there are a couple of exceptions uh, yeah. yeah but generally speaking you've got about nine minutes you can show yeah, so of legal original programme legal use fair use so yeah, they, will, they will be they will be watching the whole thing but you kind of like have a, a 
in-screen showing of the Doctor Who episode that they're watching. So you kind of get to relation to that. And then it's a talking head. So either talking heads in the bedroom, talking heads yeah. in a set-up studio. Some of them do it better than others. I like the ones where you're actually seeing yeah, the, the bits, the little, their inbox. Rea- the little inbox yeah. to the main reaction. Yeah. I used to like Saskia. Oh, Seska says. Seska says. I like Seska. I yeah. liked her when she started, but she seems to have gone away from reacting so much during watching of it and leaving it for her round up at the end which is just a, it's just a matter of style I actually like to watch the reactions whilst they're watching it because I, it's, the, it's that emulation of the mirror to yourself Do, yeah. did they, are we having the same kind of reactions I don't know I think she's Probably one of the strongest reactors in terms yeah. of uh, her emotional reaction to her. She's very much a crier. And, and the fact but... that she always puts on her makeup yeah. and, and why did you smile when you said that? <laughs> See, it's, it's when they burst into tears or the, the lip starts going yeah, and you're she... sitting there going... Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a few recently, I think, where it's, it's almost been she's been watching it and... It, she's been quiet. Sometimes then, they know. do forget, like we do we, like, with the commentaries. Yeah. You forget to react because yeah, you're yeah. watching yeah. it. Yeah, I think I'd be a terrible reactor. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I would like to do this, but I know I will just sit there, stony face, trying to take everything in. Well, I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying, trying to it. talk, and it'd be like shh, shh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> that's how I watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, for me, Seska's my favourite because uh, she has a very similar opinion to mm. me in a lot of mm. ways. Her favourite era, yeah, is the Matt Smith, yeah. Amy Pond uh, era. Her baby. baby. Yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> you've ne- you've never sat there and gone, my baby. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, th- I think she's got one of. The, although she hasn't got a studio, she's got a, quite a good setup. Yeah. It's a yeah, very it's relaxed setup. Yeah. It's a yeah. living room and the rest of it. Um, and she is one of the better ones, I think, to watch. Yeah. Um, Brianna, I always love Brianna on her own, but recently she's teamed up with a friend and I find her friend irritating. Sorry. <laughs> T- together they just tend to talk, talk over, over important yeah, They thoughts. missed, yeah. Um, yeah. in the speech. Zygon invasion, the was it? Yeah. They missed Capaldi's speech. Yeah. Oh, good grief. And I, I was waiting. And, she, and Brianna on her own <laughs> wouldn't have missed that. No. Yeah. And that would have set her off, which yeah. would have been funny. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 It's <laughs> unfortunate. Um, another other reaction community is the Game of Thrones reactors. Oh, right. I've not seen and um, if you ever want a laugh, yeah. just look up Game of Thrones reaction Littlefinger's death. Oh, God. And yeah. there's a couple where um, <laughs> bars are packed to the rafters with people and Game of Thrones is on all the tellies. Oh, really? And it's okay. their the reaction to that entire scene. It's just very, very funny. <laughs> I think I'd like to give out a little shout out to the one that kicked me off on all this, which, yeah. which I stumbled across. Which was Sheet Geek. Yeah, Sheet Geeks, yeah. Who yeah. their their thing is that they do it drunk. Yeah, they, they always have a <laughs> bottle of something. Good. Yeah. And and it starts off quite good and then rapidly <laughs> deteriorates. Because it was it was Doomsday. I walked in and you were watching them watch Doomsday and one of them was hugging the other one who looked very, very red faced and teary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going, yeah. Well hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sit down and watch this, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, That's only one of the first to, to really make an impact, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 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 It, it is a weird thing though, because it's it's almost voyeuristic in some oh, respects. Yes. In, totally that, in that we're what we're getting pleasure out of watching people in some Suffer. ways getting pleasure or or suffering. But I think it is that that reflection of 
Yeah, I'm not so mad. I cried yeah. over exactly. that bit. Yeah. Watching all the face, the raven reactions, yes. I was actually quite in control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was one guy who was watching the ravens sort of flying, yeah. they're doing the big scene, the ravens flying, and all he's suing is sitting there going, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's one the one with Brianna. It was her friend. It's oh, about the it? only time... Brianna's there hugging the cushion sort of on... Rocking backwards and forth. Balling and, but her friend is just sitting there shaking her head. <laughs> make, don't, make it go away, make it yeah, go away. Yeah. But they, they are fun. I mean, you, you wouldn't want to watch too many, but they are, right. they no, are quite a, a few. good laugh. <laughs> and I think yeah. you've got to see, it's like anything, they, they all share a similarity and whilst I would like one, someone else would because you've got different personalities and yeah. you're going to click with how that person yeah. thinks about mm. the programme, how they present, etc. So if you do try this and watch fan reactions, if you haven't got one, do try two or three different ones because yeah. you're going to find oh, yeah. someone out there oh, that shares your a, sense of emotion on it. There's at least a dozen now. I've got a list here of 11, which yeah. I watch regularly. So, and we'll put all their YouTube sites yeah. in the show notes. <laughs> Some of them have are on break because they yeah. got to the end. Yeah. Such as Sheet Geeks have, are up to date. Fandom Reactions are up to date, I think, aren't they? Uh, no, they're just about to start season 10. But the, the only trouble I have with Fandom Reactions is they're irregular in their yeah, updates. They're not true. a regular so, poster. A lot of them are on season two at the moment. Yes. Oh, interesting. It would yeah. be easy, interesting to see one of the, like, Go Jane yeah. TV or something like that, who've only ever watched the new ones, if they ask their viewers to say, do a fan reaction to an old story well, and see how they react to the I think old stories. No, just, I think Seska's going back to the Hartnell years, is going oh, back right. to the beginning. She, once she gets up to date. Once she's up yeah. to date, yeah. If she's just coming towards the end of current Doctor Who yeah, now. Yeah, so she's just done Smile, I think, yeah, as so of recording this. I don't think she'd quite be finished that, that in time for the new series, but yeah. won't be far off it. Because she's only in, she looks like, what, late 20s, maybe? Yeah. So it'll be interesting maybe. to see what she makes of black and white series. Because yeah. it's a different space. Speed, yeah. It's a different kind of production values and that kind of stuff. I know there's a few that do old ones. Uh, I don't know their name, but there's a couple of uh, French guys who are oh, the, yeah, gone the, back. The French writers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Fresh Powder, French. who's the, the one guy I see who does uncut. Yeah. Mm. He splits it up into three or four different videos. Yeah. And he's stopped at season seven because he keeps getting blocked. Uh -huh. Yeah. On the theory, anything too new we get blocked, so he's gone back to, yeah. to Classic Who. You can get most of these full length on Patreon. You have to pay and, and do. Yeah. But they do a cut down version on YouTube that is most 23 minutes long yeah. and that Various, most of that is yeah. the discussion so they, they, yeah. they're usually about 10 to 15 yeah. Yeah. Most, of, most of them run if you watch the whole presentation run between 20 and 30 minutes yeah. long that's as long as you're going to be spending watching any one particular yeah. I suppose it makes sense most of the Americans because they're less likely to have seen much of Doctor Who yeah. before seeking it out deliberately yeah. whereas there anybody in this country probably knows a fair bit yeah, I've seen quite yeah. a few without even trying. Yeah, yeah. So who was that one? Um, it was when Clara was in the Dalek and Missy was trying to get the Doctor to kill her. Kill her. Oh, um, oh, magicians she... apprentice. No, no, I'm, I'm, in, yeah. I'm talking the about the reactor. Oh, she was cross. Yeah, she was so very <laughs> yes. cross with Missy. Yeah, <laughs> and she liked Missy as well, but that was, that, that was too far. <laughs> that crossed the line. Yeah. Didn't you? Okay. Yeah. If you do watch fan reaction videos, we'd like to hear which your favourite ones are. Mm. So tell us, please, mm. via show. At Staggering Stories. Net. Thank you. Thank you. 
we'd like to read your letters now, <laughs> but we can't because you haven't sent us any, which quite frankly makes us feel sad. Aww. I'm sad now. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to write to us, <laughs> you can do so via show at staggeringstories.net. I thought we should say that again because I don't think you've taken it in. Show at staggeringstories.net. That was a cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we lead out? Yeah, I think so. Lead us out. Oh, not crumbly. Not crumbly. <laughs> and so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh. Woohoo! <laughs> but fear not. Oh, God. Uh, for next time, there will be more of the same. More news and reviews. More who old and new. More fun frivolity and jollity. I think that was in the wrong yep. order. That, it's all right. fun. Crumbly's you going to hit this me. fun. <laughs> no, shut up there. It's a new description of the term fun you previously haven't been aware of. So, until that... Wandering, Walrus. Walrus. <laughs> willfully wings Why? its way westward, wobbly, wobbling, <laughs> to West Hamptons by the sea, <laughs> Western Supermare, where Westworld you... is filmed. Yep. This is me, Fake Keith, saying farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. Uh, bye bye. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 297, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, Jean Riddler and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. See it at all? Are you turned on? Is it? Click your button, sweetheart. You hadn't turned me on. that should put horrible, horrible images in people's <laughs> minds. Soft, dangly <laughs> images. <laughs> Not hard, then. <laughs> I can't remember what I put me for. It's there on the lampshade. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that's fine. So, so Naya at the moment has spat her coffee over the cats. Yes, of course we all live together. <laughs> this makes Professor Master's relationship look positively acceptable. Oh, <laughs> right, so what are we going to do next? Hooverville. Hooverville, okay. Yay! So, until... Oh, f- <laughs> w for Hooverville. Sorry? W for Hooverville. I don't I can't remember what Andy says, though. Um, Join us next time. Do your own thing, Cam. I Be your own I, woman. I can't. I want to be a crumbly. <laughs> I, I don't want it. I don't I want you to be a crumbly. I wasn't allowed to be a crumbly, so you can't be a crumbly. I don't want you to be a crumbly. Okay. This is me, crumbly, No, saying, no, no, no. That's the end of it. Oh, my crikey God. How many times he said this? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, okay, so... That's it's surprising how much of a vital part of the team he is. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Uh, that brings us to the end we of another podcast. 
last, but fear not. Next time there'll be more of the same, more fun, volatility and jollity, more news and reviews, more hoodles and ha-ha. That was really difficult, far more difficult than it should have been. <laughs> that took a long time. <laughs> it did, actually. Enough of that. In a moment, we're playing the interview we did with Michael Pickroad, the recently deceased Doctor production designer that we did with him at Hooverville 2017. This is conducted by Fake Keith, myself, and frankly, mostly Phil Cannon from Who's He podcast. We hope you enjoy it. We had a great time talking to Mr. Pickroad, who will no doubt be sadly missed by many. Oh, and apologies for the audio quality, but, you know, what can you do at a convention? Let's well, start by introducing ourselves. Um, my name is Phil. I'm Karen. I'm Adam. And with us, we have Mike Pickwood. Welcome. How do you do? Thank you. Welcome. So, um, I think for our listeners out there, um, what is a production designer? What, yeah. what does that actually entail? Yes, it's strange that you should ask. Well, it isn't strange you should ask. Lots of people actually don't really under... I can't think why, because the designer, the title is fairly self-explanatory. <laughs> in that you design the production. I mean, the, the look of the finding of locations that you don't necessarily always find them. Sometimes you do, but you're responsible for their finding, what the whole show looks like, designing the set. Sometimes yeah. it's more set, sometimes it's more locations. Design of the props... You have people getting the furniture and the other decorations, but, you know, as the production designer, you're responsible for what it looks like and probably thinking of the ideas. Yeah, I think most, most people just seem to think it's just the sets, designing the locations, and that's it, not everything else that comes, that comes with it as well. So, so, I mean, how did you get started in the, in the business? Well, it was a few years ago now, and, um, <laughs> but I was, I'd done engineering at university because I'd wanted to design yachts and other sorts of things. Yeah. When I finished, I realised that I'd sort of switched to civil engineering, and I just suddenly thought that designing on film might be quite interesting because you need the sort of knowledge of engineering, yeah. possibly, you yeah. see, which has turned out to be the case. And my father was an actor, That's and he was working on a film at... Um, Shepherd and Studios at the time, I think it was the best house in London with David Hemmings, I think, oh, in, right, okay. in, in yeah. the late 60s. Yeah. And he spoke to the art director and said, I should, oh, you should, your son should ring up the chief construction manager at the studios, mm. which was Shepherd and was run by John and Roy Belting, British Lion. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I rang him and he said, Oh, come and see me, which gave me rather a shock. But I think, Sir, I might have a job, you see. And um, I went to see him and he introduced me to an art director who was looking for a junior in an art department. And I'd taken engineering drawings yeah. I'd done, and you know I could draw them anyway. And he said, "Oh, so you can draw start on Monday." Well, how easy is that? <laughs> so, so it was a bit very strange, and because it was an advertised job, and they couldn't, it it, it meant an automatic union card, which in those oh. days was oh. crucial to everything. Gold dust, yeah. <laughs> and how did you get started on Doctor Who? Well, I was asked by, it was a producer called Zanna Vollenberg, um, asked me to go and see her to see, you know, to, would I be interested in doing Doctor Who? And I thought, well, why do they want me? I've never done science fiction or anything like that. And But I was sent a couple of DVDs, and I think from what I could see that the, what I call the Doctor Who bits were very yeah. good, but the average things were not very interesting yeah. and I think they are quite keen to sort of boost to, and my view is that if you make the dull things interesting then the Doctor Who bits come even better yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, yeah. and it's more believable not enough attention was being paid to sort of just ordinary things and um, so I thought well I'll, I'll give it a go and she was very keen I should do it yeah. I was then told I was they apparently said I was too old <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the executives you see and 
but that but Zana being a very um, strident German producer she sort, sorted them out <laughs> <laughs> how do the challenges of Doctor Who differ from non-sci-fi well I mean there is there was a certain amount of Doctor Who lore that I had no idea about that was, but lots of people did so that was fine yeah. and so I concentrated really on making what had to be done look like a good film yeah. irrespective of whether it's Doctor Who or anything it still had to be entertaining, good looking whatever it was yeah. and, and with, even with spaceships one used the sort of engineering concepts to make things look structural and that things were actually not yeah. just fanciful there was a sense of purpose to everything you were doing yeah, not just because it looked pretty on the screen. Yeah, to, you want to function. If you make it function and look pretty, then that's... Yeah. You know, so when it comes to spaceship corridors, you make it look really quite chunky and the whole thing is held together, you know. Yeah. Sometimes slick, sometimes rugged, you know. The phrase Millennium Falcon used to be used a lot when you wanted something that was a bit rusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good, you know. But at the same time, quite scientific. I mean, obviously, sort of sourcing the things you need to build a, a set or a, or a prop. I mean, where'd you go to for, for that well, kind of thing? Basically, it's quite useful. I mean, they had, there's quite a good sort of prop store down in Wales from Doctor Who, and there's very good aircraft breakers at St Athens, and they were very helpful for getting <laughs> some bits you get given they can't get rid of, some bits we've hired, some bits we've bought. Yeah. And even actually when, um, in the last Christmas special, when Superman is holding up the spaceship, yeah. it's actually the nose cane of a jumbo jet we borrowed from oh, really? Or the radar dome cover at the front. I could borrow a nose cover of a jumbo jet. <laughs> well, they have one that they were break, about to break up. Yeah. Or, you know, so yeah. they, we said no. They said, we've got the funny thing. It was a... It was a Airbus one, but it was rather asymmetric and wasn't pleasant that much. Okay, we'll take that one off for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very good. We filmed on their aircraft when they before they'd broken up or whatever. And even actually, there's a firm next door that mends them. It's run by the man who used to the main the lead singer of Iron Maiden, actually, who who, oh. who, who owns the firm. He's a great flyer, and we've shot in their hangar with aircraft. You know, it becomes you know boat one for the unit. You know, yeah. <laughs> okay. and even actually the steps they have there have got units on the side of which they rather like. They've been there for the last six years. This sign stuck to the side with their steps. <laughs> A design or effect that you've been particularly pleased with? Well, there's lots of things that have happened that have been, I mean, everything you do tends to be even more dramatic. Than <laughs> <laughs> I, you see, I enjoyed doing the ice fair, it was quite fun, and we had to build yeah. London and the bridge for that. I couldn't believe that was actually a set. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. No, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that was rather fun because Blackfriars Bridge was gone, the one that would have been there. Yeah. Say. It's not, not the one that's there now. I don't know, that was quite entertaining. And then, I mean, even doing the last two episodes were great fun. And then building cans on tops of hills in Wales. <laughs> yes. So it's on top of a hill in Wales, but it's meant to be Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Scotland. Okay. <laughs> but if you've been to the Brecon Beacons on a fog, you could be anywhere. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so when you kind of sort of redesign the TARDIS interior, because I was sort of fortunate enough to have a trip around Max Smith's first TARDIS, and I was told by the, the um, two of the guys who sort of helped build the set, um, saying that they were, they were constructing the new one, and I don't know if they were actually meant to have told me that at the time, 
or not, I think it was a bit, a bit of a secret back then. Um, but what, are you given any sort of brief to, to well, follow? Well, no, I mean, in a way, I worked on the first series I worked on, we had the old Matt Smith TARDIS. Yeah. And next door was the David Tennant TARDIS, which actually was, was quite fun, was quite neat. I rather liked that. I preferred it, in a way. But yeah. there was only half of it, you see, because yeah. they were running out of money and time and space when it was built. Yeah. And then he got moved, actually, from another location to there. And then they built the Matt Smith one. But that couldn't move. Was, that was built in a strange way, but because they used steelwork from the Torchwood hub. Oh, OK. Which yeah. rather limited what they did, which actually was a mistake, I think, because it didn't give them the proper chance. I remember them complaining it was such a rigid set, they couldn't do anything. And also, yeah. but there were lots of things in it, you couldn't get to any of it, you couldn't use it, you see. Yeah. So I thought when I was, over the time I was there, well, if I have to do one, they can make, get to the gallery, make a gallery that goes all the way round and you can use the levels and play with it. There's more... Yeah scope you see yeah. and then when it came to said we've got to have one I got luckily given two months to one month myself designing it and then we had a month drawing it up initially I, in fact though before actually we left the last one before we left that series I got one of my draftsmen to draw up the rib as I'd sort of did, thinking that the shape we wanted to get it costed by the steel tame steel workers yeah. to get a price for what each rib might cost you see to make so it wasn't on, wasn't on the wrong tack and then I started to, to draw it up and then I made a model of it and took it to the wall to sort yeah. of to, to get it approved and then one thought it was quite fun and can we do it for the price and so I thought no bloody idea but anyway <laughs> so it, it wasn't that much over what it should have been but I knew if it wasn't good no one was going to like it you know yeah. there's a sort of game you have to play because the TARDIS in a way is the interface between between the public and Doctor Who. That's right. Because yeah. they will see it, and it's their tangible touch, and it's got to be impressive, not only for the show, but for anybody who comes, you want you want good reports. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember talking to Stephen Moffat, as we had a, a little drinks when Piers Wenger was one of the executives was leaving, yeah. on the TARDIS one evening, in, in the old one, in Up and Up a Boat. Yeah. And I was talk, sort of talking to Stephen, and I said I thought the new one should be very high-tech, because that was the sort of the time and the the, what's it, the Hadron Collider was just coming yeah. online and was yeah. really that looked as though the Doctor should have some of that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he said yes, and it, it should because they would fly. He wanted he liked a more a harder a harder console. Yeah. Mm. The sort of Toyota look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in a way it was more mechanical and somehow it fitted the. You either yeah. got to go really spacey and curvy, which is expensive, and also. You can tire of. Mm. It's very hard to tire of retro. Mm. In a way, that's it, true. Yeah, because it yeah. always looks understandable, and you can always add things to it and play with it. Mm. And so that's why I started. And then I thought, because in a way, it wanted to do, it's like you walk into a cathedral and you go, ooh, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I wanted that that feeling. And I remember the first time I ever stood in the cab of a steam engine in awe and wonder, and quite terrified of touching anything. Yeah. And that was the feeling you wanted yeah. to make everybody walked into it. Well, when we did yeah. the tour yeah. of the TARDIS set, we, the, the first, first time, time yeah. it was exactly that. It yeah. was like, wow. We, we, we could hardly speak. It, it felt wrong yeah. to even say also Because also the previous one had a door right at one edge, which made you take a long walk to get to the middle. Yes, <laughs> yeah, true. And going up the steps into the middle. Yeah. And also, you were at the edge. I wanted to, so I wanted to give an entrance that looked like it had been sucked in. So when you... Get it. When you actually arrive in it, mm. there was something behind you. Mm, so yeah. it was all around you, so it could give a sense of being bigger than mm. yeah. what you'd just come in from the outside. The yeah. Clever details of the pipes, mm. so you can see that on the inside of the yes. police box prop to give yeah. you the impression they're joined. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
And um, no, so that was the sort of the, the scheme of it. And then also I thought that what happens above, the, they always have the time rate, but they've always got something above. Mm. Something, you know, but it, it, the very first one didn't, it had the strange lamp. That's right. That we yeah. redid for the last episode. But, but that sort of got shifted into the middle somehow in the, late, in the next ones. And there was always something happening above, yeah. but didn't really do anything except suggest that it might. So I thought, well, no, this is no good. We've got to go one further here. Maybe if I can make something that revolves, it could be like a cylindrical slide rule. Mm-hmm. But in which case, all the ribs, all the, turn, all the rings need to r- rotate, maybe one in the middle of a different way. <laughs> I thought, how can, I, how can we do that? And then I was looking at the microwave, like James Watt botched his kettle. Okay, yes. And I could see, if you actually held the arms on which the plastic wheels were on, the microwave would turn in a different direction to the bowl above it, the plate above it. Yeah. So, so we had one motor and two sets of wheels that were yeah. locked. But had I, had I thought more cleverly, I would have made one set of wheels bigger, and then they would have turned at different speeds. <laughs> If you look carefully, the top one goes the same speed yeah. as the bottom one. Yeah. If I'd done it a slightly different size, it would have... Uh, but still, <laughs> kind of everything. <laughs> Is there anything in particular that you've, you've, sort of, you've put a design forward? And it not, I mean, not just not to any, anything you've been involved in, and they sort of knocked it back for like a, a design reason or a budgetary reason? Uh, constantly, you can't do as much as you, have, as you first thought. But yeah. not a lot, I mean, because you design, you understand in a way what you're doing when you design it, because designing it not just like, really nearly for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, you're aware of the restrictions. I mean, even I had to push to get the bridge done for that, the Blackfriars Bridge. Oh, okay. But I said, if it didn't have a bridge, you didn't, you didn't know it was a river. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not a lot of water flowing underneath. It was all a bit solid. Yeah. Ice is easy. Always do ice on a film for a river. Or low tide. It's much cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've been told to wrap up, unfortunately. But uh, I I believe, is it true that you're stepping down or have stepped down? Well, yes. In Doctor Who terms, I'm probably still there because the Christmas special hasn't been shown. Yes. But no, I've done seven years I'd done, and it was a change of producer, change of doctor. Yes change of everything else and yeah. seven years is a long time yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it needs another way of looking at it. It, it and also the new team coming in will want it a different slant and I got yeah. very used to the slant we were doing and, and I'm sure someone will do it what? oh yes well, I'm working on a film up in Manchester at the moment which strangely has two characters two actors in it who are in the last year's Christmas special Justin oh. Chatwin and, and, and Tomu Ed Four, I think his name is who is oh. one of the people <laughs> awesome. yeah. still got the Doctor Who connection yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that the man who came in to do some, a stunt arranging was Crispin who did the one <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. so it felt a bit, well. so felt a bit yeah. strange yeah. <laughs> thank you very much thank you, thank you very much thank you, thank you.